four people sitting around a room is going to impact the person who's listening because they know we care. They know that we've welcomed them into our home. Welcome to Biblical Counseling in Action. I'm Steve Byers, and this is a podcast that addresses questions like, how do these principles penetrate every facet of local church ministry? What does it look like when biblical counseling starts to impact the youth ministry, or our ladies' Bible studies, or our men's ministries, or the way leaders function together, or the way decisions are made in the church? What does it look like in the lives of everyday church members who have been trained, or maybe who have been counseled, but now they're continuing to live out these principles in everyday life? That's what this podcast is all about. Welcome back to Biblical Counseling in Action. Today we're talking to Dr. Jim and Mrs. Caroline Neuheiser, and I often say it on these podcasts, but one of the unexpected joys of my life is just making good friends. I don't know how else I would have had the privilege of knowing people like Jim and Caroline. There are just so many fine men and women in the biblical counseling movement, and people who love the Lord, people who love people, who love the Word of God, and who want to do ministry well. And so anytime I can introduce the people that listen to this podcast to my friends, I consider that a real privilege and a real honor, and so I hope it's going to be helpful to you as well. So, Jim and Caroline, thank you very much for joining me today. Welcome. You know, like so many people, it's amazing to me the people in the biblical counseling movement, the different hats they wear. I mean, nobody has one job or one responsibility, so I think it might help our listeners first just to get a lay of the land of what are the various roles or positions that you all have. So, Caroline, would you like to start, and then Jim, you can jump in? Yes. I am wife to Jim Neuheiser. (laughs) (laughs) That's a double full-time job. Mom to three grown sons, four grandchildren. I ended up getting a master's degree in Christian counseling when I was 58 years old. (laughs) Now I'm assistant coordinator for women's counseling at Reformed Theological Seminary in Charlotte. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Jim, how about you? So the job for which I get paid a salary (laughs) is I'm the director of the Christian Counseling Program at Reformed Theological Seminary in Charlotte. I'm an elder in my church and preach and help lead in other things. Occasionally I'm kind of the backup. I am the executive director for IBCD, which started out in the early 80s as CCEF West. I remember that. And have other people who do most of that work, but I'm still a figurehead and speak sometimes and create content. Hmm. I think those are the main roles. I could add husband and father to that as well. (laughs) You know, before we jump into this whole matter we're going to talk about today of counseling as a couple, I think our listeners would be very interested in learning, how did you get interested in biblical counseling? So which one of you would like to start on that one? Just tell us some of the story. Yeah, I went first on that one. Okay. We were actually in college together at Baylor University. I remember it was like 1978 when there was a guy who was a psychology major who told us somebody wrote a book (laughs) saying the Bible was sufficient for helping people with those problems. And he didn't know what to think of it, but I remembered the name of the book. And when I graduated from college, I bought a couple of Jay Adams books Hmm. and a couple of Wayne Mack's homework manuals, which was really the whole corpus of the biblical counseling (laughs) literature. 
then a couple of years later, the Lord put me in a season of life where I had time to read them. Hmm. And then in 1982, when I would have been 23, 24 years old, I was suddenly made the pastor of a church underground ministry in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, hmm. while I had a, another job tent making. And I had to start counseling people, and people called with problems. And I'd been convinced through competent to counsel of the sufficiency of Scripture, and I'd been convinced and helped through Christian Counselor's Manual in terms of here's how to help some of these problems, and hmm. just kind of went in like Mr. Magoo doing the best I could, knowing <laughs> the Word was sufficient. We joked yesterday, there's a couple we started with in 1985, and we're not quite done with them yet. <laughs> I um, get it. But then when we got kicked out of Saudi Arabia, I went to Westminster Seminary, California, and I was mentored by George Scipione, who was a professor there. Hmm. And I got my Doctor of Ministry starting under Jay Adams. Mm -hmm. And then in the mid-90s, I was asked to start counseling for what was then CCF West and is now IBCD, and kind of expanded from there in terms of speaking and writing and teaching. Hmm. It's fascinating how many people were impacted by competent to counsel in one way or another. Mm. One book, one book, yeah. Caroline, how about you? When Jim was the director of IBCD after George Scipione left, he realized he needed more women counselors. Mm -hmm. There were two locations. Each of them was taking in four or five appointments per Monday. Mm. And he said, let's think of one who could find a woman to do this job. <laughs> so I prayed about it. I tried to find somebody who could do it. So I had already raised my sons. I'd been homeschooling, so now I had another job mm -hmm. I could consider. It took me a couple years to write the ACBC exam. But I ended up beginning there at IBCD, and I never thought I could do it. I had so much respect for the women who did teach mm -hmm. and counsel, but the Lord put me there. So It's interesting that you say that, Caroline, because I would imagine a number of people who are listening to this would say the same thing. I don't think I can do it. So how did the Lord get you across that line? I had a supervisor, Bob Somerville, who encouraged me a lot. I had Jim, who said, if you just tell them the scripture, that's probably more than they'll get from anyone else. <laughs> so at least you can do that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting what you just said, because Bob Somerville has been a longtime friend, and it's interesting. It's not unusual when you hear the name Bob Somerville that the word encourage is one of the verbs that's going to be closely aligned to his name. And that's really fascinating. It just shows the different leaders in the biblical counseling movement have different gift sets. I'm fairly certain if someone said my name, encourage would come after about 50 other verbs. And so, you know, everybody's different. That's just the way it is. But praise the Lord that God brought Bob along your yeah. life, along with Jim's ministry at just the perfect time. I hope there's people who are listening to this who would say, you know, Bob Somerville was right about Caroline, but what Bob Somerville said is right about me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, if we have the Word of God, if we have the Holy Spirit, if we're trying to apply it to our own hearts and lives, we can be competent to counsel. Yeah. So can you all tell me about counseling as a couple? You know, that's, it's not entirely unheard of, but it is somewhat unique. So can you all just unpack that for us of why is that important? How do you do it? Why should others consider doing it? Can you just, just do a data dump for our listeners of this whole matter of counseling as a couple? So we meet with women and men for pre-marriage counseling. We think it's important to have a woman in that sector of 
new life, but we also meet a lot of people who have marriage problems. We traditionally put them in our living room. <laughs> Sometimes we give them dessert afterwards, after we meet, and sit, four people sitting around a room is going to impact the person who's listening because they know we care. They know that we've welcomed them into our home. Hmm. But having a woman there is going to change the dynamic. So instead of a man instructing a couple, now we have two women, two men. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I deliberately place myself next to the woman so that I can reach out to her if there's an emotional moment. Hmm. I run and get the tissues if I need to. So I'm adding to our counseling session by doing minor things like that. Hmm. What would you say about that, John? You know, I was remembering, I think, it really started with pre-marriage counseling before Caroline got certified. And we just always did this as a couple going way, way, way back. And she would share things, but I was kind of taking the lead. But then over time, if she was available, especially once our kids were grown, she would sit in. And there's been a progression over many years, even in the, like we made some videos and I look at those and say, now Caroline talks a lot more than she did back then. So I think she's grown in confidence And I know a lot of situations, too, where women will feel ganged up on. If it's the pastor who may even be friends with her husband, Mm -hmm. and she's, you know, there's a conflict going on between husband and wife, it means a great deal to have a woman there. Caroline sometimes can explain to the husband what the wife is thinking and how she feels in a way that I can't, Hmm. and he won't hear from his wife. You know, in abuse situations or potential abuse situations, having a woman there as an advocate for the woman who's in a troubled marriage, and sometimes even Caroline, I mean, has asked me to come help her with a certain type of women she has a really difficult time with, and so even counseling a woman alone has asked me to come deal with that. Well, now, I mean, you've laid out several scenarios there. I don't know that I've thought as much about premarital counseling, it being important to have husband and wife, but you said you guys have always done it that way? Yeah, I would think think so. Yeah, part of it was we're not, I mean, it's discipleship. Mm-hmm. And so how can one person disciple marriage? Hmm. And we want to teach what the Bible says. And we love Rob's book, for example. We use that mm-hmm. a lot. But also, we want them to see our marriage. Hmm. And that's why we have meals together and dessert together and talk together. And Caroline participates and we talk together about our marriage as we're discipling them. I will say a lot of counseling has come from that because we always tell them, if you need us after you're married, come back. Hmm. So it develops a relationship so they feel free to come back to us. Yeah, I don't know that that's been as much of an emphasis on the way faith does premarital counseling. Of course, we're in a university town, and so it's marriage central for sure. Honestly, we're just trying to get it done and get it done thoroughly. But so... If no one else is going to listen to this podcast, you may have just impacted me by just telling me that. So what do you say to a person who's doing counseling? And right now they're just at a family dynamic where it would be hard for husband and wife to be able to be freed up. You know, when you have a three-year-old, somebody ought to watch the three-year-old. I realize there's solutions to that, but I'm hearing you say that this is such an important piece that it's worth figuring that out. Is that right? It's true, Steve, because sometimes a woman relates to me more than Jim, but more than likely I have similarities to the husband. So now we have 
all these different personalities together where I can impact and say, address the husband even hmm. what I relate, how I relate to him. Priscilla can talk to Apollos as long as Aquila's in the room, I guess. And Very interesting. Sometimes even if Aquila's not in the room. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you also, the other thing that you said, I would have never thought of that, is that, Caroline, if you're counseling a woman, sometimes it's helpful to have Jim there I just never thought about that before. I thought women counsel women, and that always goes really cool, so we don't need the guy there. But you're saying, no, you're saying it different, aren't you? I'm a quiet person and a meek person, and I do really well at loving on women. But if I get a strong, aggressive woman who's angry, I need help. I need Jim to come in. Especially we as pastors are shepherds of all the sheep, not just the men. Mm -hmm. And there are times when a woman needs a male pastor involved in the situation. I don't counsel a woman alone, mm -hmm. but if Caroline starts and she pulls me in to try to help, that's worked well. And sometimes she starts with the woman, and then I come in when we get her husband coming also. Hmm. So is there any specialized training that you're aware of on this particular area? They can listen to our audio from the ACBC conference 2022, where we talk about this for an hour and get a start. I also think IBCD videos, where we counsel a couple named Dan and Debbie and we do it together, would at least give a picture of what it could look like. I will say, though, two things about those videos, because I think probably a lot of your listeners have watched some of those. One would be that was early in Caroline's having been certified. Mm -hmm. And if I sometimes watch those and I feel a bit awkward, like sh I should have made sure she talked more. I'm talking a lot. The other factor, which was outside of my control, is the man playing Dan was extremely aggressive, loud, and Caroline just doesn't deal with people like that. And I had to spend a lot of my time calming that guy down and standing up to him when he was challenging us. And so even at a present circumstances, that would have been a time when I would have had to step in more. Yeah, can you, because... For one thing, I have no idea how long these podcasts are going to last, so I can imagine 50 years from now somebody hearing you say, get it from... I can you tell them how to get those videos? You can go to ibcd.org, mm -hmm. and there's a way to either kind of like Netflix, I say less content but better, you can get a subscription <laughs> to watch our videos, or you can order DVDs, but through the IBCD website, those are available. And, you know, a number of us are on these different training videos and some of it just makes us cringe but on the other hand for some people who are trying to learn counseling something is better than nothing faith did some a number of years ago they were literally filmed by a high school student so he had a camera set up he did all the editing a high schooler so i, I understand it's not great but it fills a need and it is a, i just ran into somebody this morning who stopped me and thanked me for one of those videos and so We've always believed around faith, perfection is the enemy of accomplishment. So just mm -hmm. do the best you can. Ask the Lord to use it. If it's another example of only Jesus is perfect, well, I live in a way that gives people that message every day. That's really interesting, really interesting. So there was another resource you mentioned that I, it just slipped my mind. Just at this year's ACBC Th conference, that's right. we did a session together. And actually, it's harder to speak together than it is to counsel together. Really? <laughs> well, we don't do it as often, but we stood up you know, in the main room and gave a presentation back and forth about what it's like for us to counsel as a couple. So it's kind of pulling together an hour's worth of our thoughts and how we do it. 
And so that would be a brief, you know, an hour-long resource. So people could go to the ACBC, Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, website, and is it true that they can download these workshops and presentations That's after the conference? That's right, my understanding. And you'd look for Jim and Caroline Neuheiser, Counseling as a Couple, mm-hmm. and I don't get a penny of that. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, we're here to help people. We're That's not here right. to hawk resources, and nobody's getting rich doing this kind of work. Amen. <laughs> and that's all right. That's all right. Our treasure's being laid up in heaven. Have you ever thought about doing some writing on this topic? Actually, we've been approached uh-huh. about creating a resource that husbands and wives could go through together mm-hmm. as a devotional to talk about how to serve God as a team. So is that going to happen? We probably will happen. I would really love to do something with Caroline. She's mm-hmm. written her book with her friend Cheryl, When Words Matter Most, for women, and that's been a great blessing, and I've written several books on my own, but it's been a couple of years now we've talked about doing something together, so I could this devotional could be a resource to give couples, but I think also there could be like one of the shorter books giving tips on how to function counseling as a couple. Tell us about, you just mentioned some of your books. I'm sure some of the people listening just, they love what they're hearing, but then they're asking, have these folks written other things because I'd like to learn about it. So can you tell us some of the books that you've written and how people can get a hold of them? Well, I'll start by emphasizing Caroline's again. She gave a talk at one of these conferences on women helping women and really just how ordinary women, not driven, but just calm people like Caroline, Calm people like Caroline, there you go. Calm, quiet people can be used by the Lord to help other women with the Word. And then her friend, who is a more go-getter, challenged her, let's write a book together to encourage women to use the Word. I mean, there's a broad description of the approach, and then you have categories of women you help. That's right. So it's talk that I started with is counseling in weakness, which is how we feel as we even consider counseling. But then we take our book, try to make a real good case for counseling using Scripture, Hmm. because that's the greatest thing to offer to somebody. And then we try to help women who are weeping Hmm. and weary and wayward and worried. Wow. Wow. That alliteration, she could be a preacher. No. (laughs) With Scripture on all those topics, uh-huh. what you use to help those and ladies. And you don't use the word counseling. Right. Just trying to encourage women who, a lot of people are intimidated thinking, I'm not a counselor. Right. But we're all counselors is what you know, Jay Adams and David Pellison would have taught us. But it's written as kind of an entry level, how to do soul care, how to share the word, offer God's wisdom to other women. So who published that book? Crossway. So Crossway published that. And tell us the title again. When Words Matter Most, Speaking truth with grace to those you love. Excellent, excellent. Jim, what about your projects? So the books I think the Lord has allowed me to participate in that probably have the most significant content. One is on marriage, divorce, and remarriage, where actually the first half of the book is all the positive things about marriage. Mm -hmm. I've even talked to the publisher about kind of separating that out because people think it's all about divorce and remarriage, but it's about 40 questions. The first half is really everything I've learned about marriage in 43 plus years of marriage and 40 years of counseling. And then the second half is dealing with the difficult issues of the kinds of things that can happen to a marriage that may break it up, how we strive to keep it from breaking up, but then what the Bible teaches about handling some of those difficult situations. 
I've written a similar book in a question and answer format on finances, hmm. which is, I've said it's kind of like trying to take Dave Ramsey and give it theology and exposition. Mm -hmm. So on a practical level, he has a lot of good things to say, but this one is much more expository and theologically grounded. And the name of that book is? Money, Debt, and Finances. And who published it? PNR has published both of those books I mentioned. I see. I see. Any others that you'd like to highlight? I've done a few things really dealing with challenges with kids. Mm -hmm. The one I did most recently was reversing that, where it's loving, difficult parents. We have lots of people in our lives, I guess we're dealing with all these seminary students, 20s and 30s, others in our church, where they're really struggling with our generation, actually. And <laughs> oh, parents great. who are controlling, parents who are angry, parents who are foolish with money, parents who split up and go into weird lifestyles. And how do you navigate those difficult situations mm -hmm. when you're trying to walk with the Lord and you're really challenged dealing with your parents who are older? Very interesting. It hadn't dawned on me, but a lot of the work you're doing right now is with college and seminary students. Is that right? Yes. We meet a lot with our seminary students at RTS. And then we have a church, which is pretty young, and so lots of very young families. Hmm. Well, hey, I sure appreciate you folks talking to us today. I learned some things just listening to you talk, and I'm sure the people who are going to listen to this podcast will as well. So Jim and Caroline, thank you for joining us, and we wish you guys very best. Thank you very thank much. Thank you. You can check out more about our ministry at faithlafayette.org. Or if you're interested in receiving biblical counseling training, go to faithlafayette.org slash conferences. You can find these presentations wherever you normally access your podcasts. And you could really help us just to get the word out by telling your friends on social media that these presentations are going to be available. Now, our hope and our prayer is that this podcast honors the Lord and is a blessing to you.